Transcending the Veil. Så Niels, I want to touch upon a topic that you have talked about uh, to me, uh, which is shamanism. And for me, I the context for shamanism for me is the South uh, American approach where we have shamans in the jungle and they have their spirit animals and they do their their drumming and they do their um, uh, shamanic healing work with plant medicine. But the approach that you have taken is uh, a bit different and I would really love to pick your brains on what you think or what your version of shamanism is. Can can you can we explore that together? Yeah. I always need to smile the entire time. But yeah. I I want to throw you back into a situation that I put you in where I helped you on a shamanic journey. How was that experience for you? And then uh, we, we happily dive into my, my approach to it. But yeah, because you, ha- you have not been in contact with shamanic work. You, you had an understanding what it means for you and where it comes from. Yes. And you, let's say your association with sham- shamans and shamanic work. And then I tried something with you and we didn't talk about it much even back then. But you only confirmed that it was working for you. So yeah. m- may you explain a bit what okay. happened in in the setting setting and the experience for you? I think what you are referring to, because we have many experiences, uh, but the one that I think you are referring to is your use of drums. You have your um, frame drum, and you guided me. Uh, not verbally, but you uh, played your your drum, and hearing those um, beats induced some kind of um, trance state that provided a, an opportunity for me to explore my inner worlds, and I really enjoyed it because usually it has been me doing it in the circles that I uh, visited. So having a trained person doing it, uh, it felt really nice and it, it provided me, um, as, a, as far as I remember, good insights on the situation I was in. So it provided some uh, peace of mind, it provided a healing and I really enjoyed it. All right. Uh, can I ask, did you meet anything or anyone on that journey or not? That I cannot remember. Okay, yeah, fine. Uh, just just curious because we never really talked about it. Yeah. Right, but yeah, back to your question. So what is my approach to shamanism? So I, I, I would like to start with what I believe is what many people think about shamanism, right? Because... When you talk about shamans, you immediately probably think about um, sort of people that are drumming, running around in a circle around a fire, uh, doing weird noises, and then at the end everything is over and everything is fine. That's probably the picture that we probably get, right? Like this uh, primitive 
yeah, guy you know. running around or, or woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what, what we really should say is shamans are medicine men. And medicine men, I think, is a very nice way to put it. Because in every tribal situation, every tribe has a medicine man. In some areas, they're referred to as shamans. And uh, in other areas, medicine men. And that, that picture, probably, that people associate with it is probably true from the physical appearance. And even in the shamanic work that I would do or that I have been in touch with. But at this point, I really need to stretch. I have not completed a full sort of course on becoming a shaman, right? I, I, I've i been in touch with shamanic courses and, you know, my, my experience with them and learning about this, these practices. And I've seen shamans in the Western world, but, but I'm not by any means a true shaman, right? So I'm, I'm in the very early stage. So I'm not sort of, I, I don't quite feel 100% comfortable talking about this topic, but I'm very happy to talk about my approach to it and my exposure to it, right? So it's just to be kind of fundamentally clear about this. So in, in, in some sense, I, I feel like, right, a person that has lived in that, sort of been in touch with that working for a long time would probably phrase certain things differently. So ju just that as an ex uh, exclaimer out there. But yeah, you know, let's talk about the non-physical part because we, <laughs> we can see people yeah, drumming, exactly. but there's exactly. much more going on. I know energy work is happening. Yeah. And th that person is in touch with spirit and is channeling. Uh, that, that's how I perceive it, at least. And in the previous episode, you talked about Michael Harner, uh, who had um, traveled around different uh, tribes to find out what is the core shamanism, what is it, what is the essence of that kind of work. Yeah. So you know, we, we I explained it already briefly in the previous episode, as you said. So yeah, Michael Harner lived in the past century. He doesn't live anymore, I believe. Um, he traveled around the world met all of the tribes and spoke to the medicine men and you know observed their ways of working and it basically condensed it down to a a version of shamanism or shamanic practices that were equal among all of the tribes and all of those cultures so the standard practices essentially and he calls it core shamanism and the foundation he founded in order to teach his his findings those are the courses that I'm attending. So it is um, very, a very neutral approach to it, which obviously puts out the question, is that the right way to learn it? Because I'm located physically, or I grew up physically in a location on this planet where there is shamanic work present. It is not so well known here because we probably most of the time associate it either with medicine men or shamans in other areas in the world but there are actually medicine men everywhere because we have cultures everywhere yeah. so here we have certainly you know in these areas of europe celtics yeah right? druids which is yeah we call them differently but essentially yeah sorry they're doing the same work so yes. that, that it falls into that category yeah. so question is what why not do the local thing why, why not uh seek this knowledge with 
which is still present and you still find people that practice it why not do it here um for me it, it resonates much more with the approach of deleting sort of the cultural influences such as religious beliefs or other belief systems i feel much more comfortable with the pure essence of the practice essentially um so that that's why it resonated so much and that's why i started the courses but you really wanted to talk about the non-physicality well as a beginning because i know that that is you know we are avatars so we are even now speaking through a physical body and uh, shamans have access to they are trained or they are um used to contact with spirit yeah and spirit is really the key word here because in in the shamanic world we really talk about spirits a lot it is all about spirits we we see spirits in in stones we see spirits in a tree we see spirits in people we see different spirits in people and when i see see it is referring to seeing with your third eye but it is for every person different okay even the visuals are different for every person uh, but also the way of perceiving is different for every person some people see it in, in front of their third eye closed eye or sometimes even open eye or perceiving with your other senses right you you can start to smell things certain energies for example um you, you see quite visual dark energies actually but you can also see the souls of deceased people if the souls haven't passed over to the other world as a bit frightening for people that can see that because it is it sounds amazing but i've met people that without shamanic work constantly see that and that is a fucking scary state of being yeah, of certainly. existence so the shamanic work essentially is a doorway to to open your senses toward the non-physicality to 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 be open to perceive those spirits there's always an intention um but essentially that that is roughly what what we can probably say that you start to work with these energies and in what field you might ask it is everything it is what why do do we call the medicine men right it is actual medical work they 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 see or they 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 do it is um when we talk about medicine in that sense there's obviously a varying degree of capability out there that's for sure um but let's see the the very or i would say now very simple approach of what i have been um part of and practiced is i can through shamanic work and i don't need much drumming for that because what why do we do drumming drumming is actually kind of a way of you, you use the word trance yes. which is very interesting because trance is also a type of music which is ah yeah okay yeah mm. but um the analogy i want to draw there is trance includes beats in a sense right it, it is there is a rhythm they used which puts you in a certain state mm-hmm. 
it's a different state that what we want to talk about but this is why drumming is used because in a sense it it numbs out your current environment and you can through through this monotone rhythmic drumming get into this other state of mind of being open to these experience or in impressions and we talked about this earlier today with the frontal lobe yeah please go on yeah, yeah. because because there there's actually science behind uh sound affecting our ability to um to make decisions or think uh, I, i don't know what the right word is but the frontal lobe is is the part of our brain that uh, is taking care of reasoning yeah and i think um, if we are stuck in our head uh, those uh, trans states induced by drumming will actually deactivate uh, that reasoning and allow yourself to go into other states of uh, other other worlds essentially Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting um, explanation because I, I wasn't thinking about this, but um, because the very, very tricky thing is when when you start shamanic work and you start to go onto shamanic journeys, as they're called, which is essentially putting you in a state of is kind of a meditative state in a sense. But yes, we talked about using drums because when you're in that state and start to see with your with your third eye and yes it is possible um, that when your mind is actively working it constantly questions what you see and then imagination happens and this is in the beginning and extremely and always after even after a long time when I talk to people that do this type of work for a longer time it always is very tricky to distinguish between what is something you perceive with your third eye and what is something you imagine and your mind is playing with you because also you know people that did psychedelics they know that perceiving with your third eye is really the same plane of you as your imagination where the imagination images happen so it's very tricky sometimes to distinguish right what is seeing and what is imagining So yeah, it, it helps you essentially being open to perceive things. So, right, what 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 is possible when we talk about medicine? Men is really always in two approaches. It is first of all, well, maybe we need to take a step back before we go into the medical work of um, of shamans. Is in in that spirit world. We also talk about the allies that we have, right? We, uh, I touched on the topic of how I met my spirit animal, and yes, yes uh, you know, I met it, and it was shaking me to the core, and I knew I, I met my spirit animal. And it was a very emotional experience for half a day, where my tears were running. So I had physical proof, right? This is not my imagination. I, I felt it that I met it, and. You also have other teachers in that spirit world. You you have you have a teacher. You have some some people have a, um, a teacher for medical topics. Some te you know you you some people have more teachers. Some have less. And and you work with them in in that 
other world in that alternative world and you can have a conversation with them you you, you have a question to them right and, and they help you they, they guide you through processes um, but that also shows you how tricky that area of working is of right is it really something that you perceive now or is it something that your imagination tells you to do so that is putting out the warning flag is right there are many people that call themselves shamans but how genuine is their work I, I don't want to question every shaman but certainly in the western world I would say hmm, it's a bit tricky how quickly people call themselves shamans because I certainly don't call myself that by no means whatsoever yeah. and, and I have a little story about that because for me looking at the ayahuasca part of shamanism I know from um, many people who have been to for instance Peru and have searched for these shamans and they have gone to what they thought was a shaman until they realized that that person was just doing it for the money it was not a service to mankind because I, I believe that true shamans are a are a service to mankind and not I you know it's not supposed to be any uh, a, a capitalistic approach to life uh, it's a service yeah that is is interesting what you touch on upon because we we talked about this creating a safe space in a ceremony and in shamanic world or working settings that is equally important it is um, very important for taking care of the let's call them dark energies right they're always energies of possible influence somewhere and that you really create this or safeguard this space where you do this shamanic work because there might be some other energies attaching itself to something else um, so so that is also a very important topic and where it might get a bit tricky because you you start to hear stories of some well-intentioned practices but there are some other energies attached to it so some people are not playing it safe properly so very 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 interesting but also very complex topic now that you see but what i find fascinating because i when i met my spirit animal it was starting to be clear that no this is working that is actual you know and then i i was staying away from ayahuasca for quite a while but then i did ayahuasca and i really discovered fuck this is now seeing with your third eye it fucking works and since that experience i started to be more sensitive towards what is my mind my imagination and what is perceiving so it was interesting since that ayahuasca experience i was a bit more clearer and it was more sensitive towards to un to distinguish between my perceiving third eye and my imagination part and that helped me what i saw in when we did when we do medical treatments in shamanism it is kind of always in two parts first is the analysis so you go on a shamanic journey to examine that person what, diagnose. What the yeah diagnose exactly mm. what the fuck is going on yeah then either you you get told or you know how to treat it or you consult maybe your your um, medical teacher in in the shamanic world uh, which is a non-physical world um, how you treat it and you sometimes get very 
direct answers. And I need to say I'm, I'm not very good on the treating part, but I'm very, what I now started to understand, I'm very fine-tuned to, or I'm very well perceiving if there is energy in your body, which is not the right one, and I can see it, and I can see if a treatment was successful, if the energy is still there or not. And I saw where people we treated people, and I was never part of the treating part, but I always went on that journey to observe. And there I got my physical proof that, fuck yeah, this treatment went well, and it was obvious that it went well. And for some, you saw, fuck, this is a huge topic for that person. We we hardly scratched the surface. Or, you know, we, we did a bit of work, but it didn't go away. And afterwards, you talk to that person. And I, I told them then, right, you know, I know we did this treatment, but I, you know, did the observing part while, while the treatment was taking place. But it is not over. And they knew it. And I, oh, fuck, yeah. And, you know, yeah, I was right what I perceived. It, it worked. And that is my, and now I get goosebumps talking about it, because I really had physical proof that these abilities, they work, and I have capabilities in these areas, which is yeah, still a bit frightening, because I, I haven't fully explored it, what my capabilities are in that area, but I have started to get insights that I'm on a path there, essentially. So when you say that there are two parts, there's the... Um, diagnosis part, yeah. the screening, mm. and yeah. then there's a, a treatment afterwards. Yeah. Um, and you and you say that in your practice you consult with your um, non-physical, um, let's let's call them doctors or um, healers on on the other side. But what I want to ask you is. How do you make sure that it's not your own judgment? Like, okay, there's still something there. I think this is what you said. There's still something there in you. But isn't that... Or how how do you maintain distance so you don't fall into the trap of actually judging that there's still something there? Yeah. This is really really that tricky topic also when you talk about right is it something i'm perceiving or is it my imagination it is i need to be emotionally distanced from that person for example i can't do that on myself because I'm, i'm too close to myself right ironically uh, this is also interesting when you talk to shamans is kind of right when when they need to do some work with themselves as they consult another shaman mm. and we cannot see our own light <laughs> yeah nice way to put it so I, i would say people that i'm close to or have a connection to for better or worse right whatever type of connection i have with them uh, i would stay away because my mind will play with me certainly So it is for people that I don't know. And right, this is the medical area, right? But you can also do um, oracles, right? You, you can look into the future. Um, is And people are gifted in different areas, right? There, there probably is a basic approach to all of the areas. But I think when, when we want to talk about the fun stuff is right, the medical area is certainly a, 
interesting area if people are open to working with energies because that fucking works. And the other part is probably right, seeing dead people. All right, let, let's clarify what it actually means. So it really t touches upon the topic of right, we 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 have a physical body and we have a soul. So when we die, we the soul leaves the physical body into let's say a different um different area of existence right out of our plane of existence let's call it that way when when we have the occasion of people dying in accidents the soul was not prepared to leave the body at that point in time so the soul actually lingers still around that that is one area why you can you don't see the people but you see the soul still lingering around um so in in accidents in wars war zones you you, you find the souls yeah traumatic endings exactly mm -hmm. there's also another phenomenon which is addicted people uh, so so people that are addicted to substances it is a constitution where the soul partly leaves the body It is a part where the, the soul is very weak and they are attracted to other souls and other energies. So they can, it's quite interesting when, when you when you start perceive these souls that are lingering around in, on this reality that we live in right now, this physicality, they can attach it themselves to other beings like to yourself, to myself. If and that and then we can talk about you know what we talk in the esoteric world in about raising your frequency right mm. so if you're not in the right frequency they can attach itself to you but if your light is shining so brightly then they can't attach itself because they they live in a totally different yeah, frequency they don't resonate exactly yeah, yeah. but th this is something people can see I, i don't have the abilities in that area um but i started and this is a very personal topic now is i started to understand where and this is different for every person where what the doorway looks like that the soul is my soul will go through when it's time to leave my body and that is a very interesting approach now because in a shamanic world it is possible to actively die right you, you can put yourself in a situation where you move your soul through that doorway I, I call it a doorway for mine my situation I know how it looks like I haven't wandered too far on the other side I know the set and setting how I could achieve that to actively move my soul out of my body and that is is yeah it is interesting and a bit frightening to know um i was very comfortable playing around with this and but you you start to see the power that you have all of a sudden because i i didn't go too far and we really signed contracts that we didn't do it uh, during these settings but you start to understand fuck i if i ever want to I can put myself into a state where I can die. And that is is interesting word because you now 
start to understand how capable you are in your physical and non-physical existence and what you can achieve. So, but this generally is, is not an area that I'm very, I haven't seen much capability of myself where I perceive other dead souls because people can. Um, another, what I find fascinating is Oracle, which is looking into the future. And that for me works best if I don't know the topic or person I'm doing an Oracle for. Mm -hmm. And there's a way of doing it double blind, right? Mm -hmm. where, where we say, right, we, we, if we do it in a group, we now um, do, right, looking into the future for this one person and we don't know who it is. And we go into this journey, we s start perceiving things and then your mind has no possibility of question things because you, you know, you don't know who it is for and, you know, you just note down sort of what, what you perceive, start to see. And then afterwards, um, it get re revealed to us who we did it for. Yeah. And then we tell it to that person and they say, fuck. And then you realize, oh shit, yeah, that actually is something of their life that I've perceived of their future. Yeah. And even I, I got future predictions out of these settings, which now looking back into the, my past five months is okay. But yeah, spot on. Fuck me. And it obviously goes into the future and I think, okay, that is... An interesting prediction of what will happen in my life if i can just add um, a little story about this because i know um clairvoyance that during their um i've, I've met clairvoyants that have their own uh, training how to become a clairvoyant and they use this double blind um, way of training yourself to do it and Uh, on that note, I've also come in contact contact with um, uh, with the work of uh, uh, I believe he's American Bruce Moen. He found out how to use his imagination to um, have what clairvoyance and psychic call, call evidential mediumship. And so the way the way he does it is actually writing in a group setting. They route. Uh, write down the name of a person that they need to contact. Yeah, so a deceased person. A deceased person. Yes. Yeah. So so they put that into a bowl and then you draw it, and you put down on paper whatever information you get using his method, which which is uh, not even going to a trance. It's just using your, what he calls imagination, and I really find that fascinating. And that that um, what you told resonated with the stories. Um, Yeah, from Bruce and, and the clairvoyance. Yeah, that generally I think is a topic we can talk about because I want to tell one more. What I find interesting capability is what you can also refer to as not, not going through time, but going through physical space. It is the capability of what you can refer to as remote viewing. And that is, is an area I'm probably a bit more capable. And there is also, you, you know, you can test it yourself where you say, right, imagine some famous place you don't know quite well and see what is inside that structure, what is below that structure. Do that journey for yourself and afterwards start Googling the fuck out of that place and see what 
archaeologists what other you know knowledge is about that place and at some point in time you start discovering fuck i've seen that in front of my third eye even though i've no idea about this i, I did it with uh, a place in mexico uh, an ancient place and i saw something which is under the ground of that place there's no archaeology evidence about this and this is a bit fuzzy but i believe that there is something there yet to be discovered it's a bit tricky because i still don't have evidence of that but yeah it's interesting what we did in a group setting is we we had a look at other famous government buildings and this is interesting because for what we perceive in our modern vo world as a government building or something when you approach it from an energetic point of view you start to see they have shielding in that non-physical world around these places where you what you cannot penetrate or that when you start to look at it that things look back at you and then you fuck you know that it it you kind of get goosebumps with that experience because you start to see that there are more than forces at play in our physical world than we think about and that or what is portrayed or talked about there is more knowledge out there and used in these official sectors as well but you certainly can perceive what energies are attached to that and there are a lot of energies attached to that because there's some lot more interest what's going on in there so yeah you, you certainly can can do a lot of things with 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 this approach but what is also interesting now right we we are talking about shamanic work and shamanic work well we touched upon a few interesting areas where you can well consult these energies or work with these energies or perceive energies um but yet there are other approaches working in that area right we we have the area of doing energy healing right in a sense we all talk about the same but this shamanic approach is a very i find it a very in a sense holistic and natural approach to everything working with energies because we we also from a very um science approach we we talk about the monroe institute that teaches you how to do remote viewing mm -hmm. which is going more from the um meditative approach i would say to to go levels in a sense deeper in meditation in order to achieve that state of mind to do remote viewing um but then you know we we even have stories from shamans that um can physically move from space to space you're talking about uh, by location is a nice way to say it yeah or, but or te teleportation teleportation yeah. it could it probably technically isn't teleportation but yeah they can physically appear somewhere else mm -hmm. or another interesting stories which is a bit more confirmed is that um, they can physically with their hand go into another body to let's say heal an organ and then move out of that body and you think isn't fucking possible yet there are enough stories that confirm these things having been seen yet what we talk about is about monks that physically move themselves or objects 
so right we, we have many approaches to similar techniques or mm. similar capabilities yet from the shamanic approach i find it very holistic because it works in all of these areas as a, an approach to all of these abilities or well in a, in a sense it is practices processes and so on a way of doing things so so that that is my exposure to shamanism and i find it for me is very fascinating do you think that this ability that you you are describing is something that you might have worked with in other existences previous lives since it seems natural to you to approach it from that perspective yeah right my answer is obviously tainted by information that i am dealing with right which is essentially all of that you know ufo and non-physicality topic where we talk about lineages on earth capabilities that are present in physical bodies and three generations and you know that the interesting fact is that um, medicine men or women appear to be in a certain lineage so when when you have healing abilities that quite often in in your previous generation there, there was a healer so there, there is something coming along with um, the physical your physical body how it is linked to previous generations yet in the same time and that is mainly confirmed i would say confirmed but um coming to us through channel books like you know seth speaks and so on where they talk about these abilities that your soul has acquired in well we think of a linear time existence but that it has the soul has a acquired in previous incarnations so you, you you certainly get this capability carried through your physical body that you inherit here during your current existence but also the soul brings some some abilities or capabilities and that gets married together in your current existence of soul in this body so you, and therefore yes i would say yeah i i probably have had ex exposure to that field I don't know, you know, I, I never did past life regression or, you know, um, another word is probably to, to be in a hypnotic state. Or I've never been put in such a deep hypnosis to see previous lives. I, I still haven't found the right person to do it with because I, I'd like to do it. And there might be something that, that I will discover. So I wouldn't be surprised if I discover anything like that because there's... Uh, Let's say I, the little exposure I had, and now we need to say it has only been 12 months you know, being exposed to these things and started to see things that I'm capable of, is very short. I haven't practiced my life long. It is very short for that. And for that, that I see things and have also proven for myself that certain observations and capabilities are actually working There, there must be more there because it is very quick to see all of that because there are some people that walk around their life where they start to observe energies throughout their life and they don't really talk about it because they're too afraid of it uh, because it is quite scary when you see and observe other things which you don't usually through your six senses or five senses um, so 
from childhood you, you're quite open to these things but then you you close yourself throughout your uh, education and upbringing or uprising um so it's a very tricky area but yeah there's probably more doors to open for me